Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show tonight, our Thursday night Survivor show. If you guys have a question on Survivor, you guys can call in um, 347-237-5506. Let's, let's have a great show, guys. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, Survivor fans. This is your reality show network. We connect you to the reality stars you love. Tonight is February 11, 2016. I'm Cherry Garcia. I'm so glad you're here with us for the Mike and the Mike show with host Mike Albright, the most incredible Survivor fan ever, who's met over 428 Survivor alumni, along with Jeff Probst, Mark Burnett, and many other behind-the-scenes people affiliated with making Survivor the show that we all love. Tonight, Mike has a great guest from Survivor Kagiyan, the first brain versus brawn versus beauty season. Jeremiah Wood will be here to chat with him about Survivor Korong that premieres next week on February 17th. Seems like it's been forever waiting for the season to arrive. And if you're a Survivor fan, it seems like The distance between seasons is so long, but it's finally here next week, and we're ready to talk about it. Um, Of course, you're always invited to join in the conversation. If you'd like to join in tonight and talk with Mike and Jeremiah, just dial 1-347-237-5506. Please remember to press the number one key on your phone once you're on our switchboard so we know that you're ready to join us on air. If you don't do that, we think you might just be listening to our show from our switchboard, and 
we won't pick up the call. So we're ready to have a great show tonight, so let's get started. Here we go. They have volunteered to be marooned for 39 days. This is their story. This is Survivor. Survivor starting. It's one of my favorite shows, and I know that um, you know there's there's been some spoilers out there. I don't like spoilers at all, and I've already had somebody spoil a few things for me, which kind of bums me out because I don't want people to spoil my Survivor season. Um, mm-hmm. But I've heard a few things, and I'm just excited to get the show started because you know there's a Big Brother um, alumni on the show. With uh, Caleb on the on the show, and that's always exciting to see somebody who's been on on Big Brother transition onto Survivor, and I, want, I can't wait to see how he does. Um, and it, again, it's an all new cast, so we get to meet all new people. Um, so it's it's exciting, and 
they're doing the brains versus bronze versus beauty again. So it's a a repeat of a theme, but with all new people. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that pans out. It should be good. And um, yeah, I broke down. I've got I've got ten pages of notes, the official cast bios that I got from one of my contacts, and I was going through highlighting different things, interesting things, making notes. And trying to, it was like a thirty-page document. So getting it down to to uh, <laughs> ten pages is pretty epic. I think it's ten-point font, and uh, but I made it work. And I've got notes and I like to cover, but also I'm curious because uh, you know Jeremiah is from the he was on the Beauty Tribe. So you know when he gets here, we can we can recap whatever order makes the most sense for people. If there's just people in general they want they like and they want to talk about. My notes go brains, beauty, then brawn, just because um, I guess if I was out on the island, I guess brain would be what I would be versus uh, brawn or beauty. I put beauty second, but I guess I'm kind of a strong guy, a big guy, so maybe I could go brains, brawn, then beauty. So <laughs> who knows? I don't know. But, but the uh, interesting uh it was really because I, I I was gonna see about having Andrea on at some point in the past, but talking about her event when I when I saw the cast release, I saw there were three to five people that were from you know the New York area, so I was pretty sure um, with the, you know an event going on that there would be some kind of activity. So we've been messaging messaging a bunch because I wasn't sure if I was gonna be able to go, and then I was. And then just, you know, getting excited and just finding out who's coming just so I can have all my stuff together. And I said, hey, are there any new cast members coming from season 32? And she's like, who told you? And being an inquisitive, smart person, I said, well, no one told me anyone's coming. I'm guessing because there's somebody from Brooklyn. There's somebody, you know, from, you know, close by. She's like, oh, yeah, all three of the girls from the Beauty Tribe are coming, and let me check with them. And then about half an hour later, she tweeted out, you know, she had talked to the little girls to make sure they didn't get any trouble or anything. But they were uh, not at the official autograph signing, but at the big party we had at the public house. And they were, you know, all, almost every cast member is really cool in person, really nice, really friendly. I, mean, I, got a, I wanted to get individual pictures, but the bar was kind of, you know, crazy. So I got one group shot with all three ladies, and it's my current cover photo. So uh, I've already gotten to meet uh, Michelle, Julia, and Anna. And they are, when they say beauty on Survivor, they're they're not playing around. These are, you know, three uh, beautiful women. I guess I'm not just calling Kelly Wentworth beautiful. If T-Bird's listening to this, there's many, many beautiful, <laughs> beautiful women. And I'm comfortable in my sexuality. I say there's been a lot of handsome dudes that have also played the show. So meeting three already is pretty cool, so I don't want to be overly biased, but they were, you know, really, really nice in person. So um, this is kind of my two cents on everything in general. Before we break it down into each person, did from watching everything or reading everything, do you have people you, you like or dislike or people you're kind of neutral on? Or Well, um, before we get started with my input, why don't we bring up your guests? I think that would be phenomenal. I was giving him time to finish up his uh, test, so cool. <laughs> if Jeremiah's here, let's we, bring him in. Let's do that. We have 
from Survivor Kageyan, Mr. Jeremiah Wood is with us. Thank you so much for calling in, Jeremiah. Hey, you're welcome. You're welcome. I appreciate the invite. <laughs> it was my pleasure, man. I was reaching out to – I tried to make some thematic connection. We tried to have at least one Survivor or more on each on each episode, and I thought it would be good to talk about a new – the new cast, because you were part of the that theme two years ago. So what was, I guess, what was your, what was the process like for that? Because what I understand is, from what, you know, just under, my understanding is they kind of pick people they liked, and then the idea kind of spawned after the fact. Is that is that a true understanding, or did you really think they went in looking for, you know, Brains, Beauty, and Braun for Kagayan? Now you're gonna to have to. I lost part of that conversation or that question right there. Can you repeat that one more time? Yeah, Jim, I was just saying. Did I, from what I understood, they kind of picked your cast as the people they wanted to play, and then they came up with the theme. I didn't know if you felt that was true or yeah, not. Yeah, I really, I really don't know about that. I mean, I, yeah, I think they had a couple of different routes with it. I, I think they had at one time, which I can talk about it now just a little bit. Um, at one time, yeah. I think they had. Um, a different theme going to where it was just going to be, I think it was going to be actually 909. And then I think um, okay. last, kind of more last minute, I think they decided to break it up into three you know, three tries, which in a way I'm I'm kind of glad that they did because it was, to me, it was a whole lot easier to play that way. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, so... That's what that's what was it like being part of the, the beautiful tribe? How, how was that when you saw you know, the yeah. different transportation and everything. I mean, you guys were a good-looking bunch of people, so. <laughs> it was kind of surprising. I ain't going to lie to you a bit. It was kind of surprising uh, when I found out that we went into we went into three tribes, and then they threw me at Purple Buff, and uh, then we found out we was on the, the beauty tribe. I said, oh, crap, because I went out there trying to be the old country boy, hard-working country boy. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to push modeling or nothing like that. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, but once I got there, then I found out. I said, oh, man, everybody's going to think I'm a big liar on television stuff. So I just kind of played that to my advantage, and I went, I didn't let the cat out of the bag and just act like, you know, old country boy. But, uh, but man, it was awesome, you know, being out there with the girls and things because there were some beautiful girls. <laughs> they mm-hmm. were just young. That was the only problem. They was good to look at. They were just – they was a little immature. And, uh, I, and they, I hear you. And it came out, so, but, you know, it is what it is. I made the best of it. <laughs> yeah, there were some uh, yeah, some lovely people for uh, that first night. If there wasn't fire, some good snuggling there with that, that bunch. There's some very attractive yeah. women there, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I well, wish they would have took more of us on, on the first day because we had a blast that night, just crazy things happening. They didn't show none of it, but, you know, I got it in the memory bank. That's all that matters. I think it was the the brain tribe going crazy. From what I recall, there was just so much turmoil with the quote unquote super smart people. They were just making mistake after mistake after yeah. mistake and drama and you know, well, let's throw yeah. the rice in the fire and just craziness. Yeah, it was man. I I'll be honest with you. Um, I mean, which I like all of them, uh, but it don't mm-hmm. make a lot of sense to me. It was like in all my exit interviews, I was telling everybody, uh, I said, it's amazing how smart a lot of these people are, but they have, like, no common sense. I was, it, it don't, yeah. you know, 
it's one thing playing a game out there, but you got to survive it too. You know, it, honestly, because yeah. we don't get a lot of food and things, and when then Jatia's has the rice and the fire, and then I'll be honest with you, when I really found out they was struggling was day three at our first challenge, and they said they didn't have a fire or nothing like that. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, okay, so you're auditioning for this show, you know, and a lot of people mm-hmm. look funny part and you're auditioning for the show. I'm like, you know, try to learn some stuff before you come out. Yeah. You know, I sat there for hours, to be honest with you, on YouTube and learning how to make a Filipino bamboo fire saw. Because I knew mm-hmm. we were going somewhere, but there was going to be a lot of bamboo. I mean, if you're a fan of the show, you know almost everywhere yeah. you know, you've got bamboo. Mm-hmm. And it, it took me several hours to, to learn that. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, all right, now these people are smart. Why didn't they try some of this? But apparently they were just glad to make the show, I guess. So. But it was interesting watching them. I'll be honest with you, they made, good TV. They made very good TV. So. Uh, it was it was fun to watch. And it's amazing after 14 years of a show and you were on the 28th season that, yeah, I, I would be studying up for sure. As a fan, yeah. I would just be thinking about that. But just simple survival things. Maybe they thought that they got matches in water when the you know something when people were looking at, but people weren't weren't paying attention. Right. Uh, what was uh, we're now from your casting process? Were there a bunch of Jeremiah's and uh, you know finals? Did you see guys similar to you, or you remember you remember that process? Because I think the fans are kind of. Fascinated with that, like the how how you came to get on the island. Yeah, no, it was there was really nobody that uh, even remotely I thought looked like me. Um, it's okay. all about honestly, it's it's all about your your audition process and mm-hmm. how much energy you're going to bring or something different you're going to bring to that game. And that's why I've told yeah. several, several people who's reached out to me about making a video or something, you know, to send in, and I told them. I said, you know, make it interesting. You know, don't do anything inside. Don't be sitting on the couch and doing audition yeah. tape and telling them what you're going to do. I said, get outside. I, on my audition tape, I showed them how to make a fire. You know, I showed them how I fish and hunt and chop wood mm-hmm. and do stuff like that. And then in the middle of all of it, every time I'd done a scene like that, I would tell about what I was going to bring to the camp life, how I was going to protect my, you know, my camp. And then I started talking strategy in it, you know, while, while I was really fishing in a pond, you know, with my fishing rod. I was talking strategy and who who I thought I could play like the most. Well, that video got seen, and it got me to L.A. And once yeah. I got to L.A. and I got to start seeing everybody who, I mean, which we can't talk to, to no one for like seven days, but you could see like mm-hmm. 40 different people who's made it to the finals, and then you'll start seeing people leave and leave and leave. The only yep. thing I know that I've done different is when I walk into – any interview room, whoever was sitting in there, when I walked in, as soon as I walked in the door, I was already talking. I was already yep. talking to them, you know, and when I sat down in that chair, I sat down on the edge of the chair, and I and I didn't shut up until they told me to quit talking. You know, then they started, you know, yeah. asking me uh, questions and stuff. So it's all about doing something interesting, something new to the game. If you're doing an audition video, think mm-hmm. of something. If you're a super fan, think of something new that nobody has seen. You know, Something I mean, because most brand. people is going to say, yeah, yeah, and like most people is going to going to say, I'm going to play the game like Russell Hans or you know Tony or somebody like that. You know, well, you prove it. You know, show kind of show in your video what you can do, and uh, but you yeah. got to be able to survive too. So, but, did you have uh, but an initial? Being, I'm sorry. Oh, so sorry. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. 
No, no, no. But as far as seeing people out there that remotely look like each other and stuff like that, nothing like that. I didn't see, I didn't know anybody's name, but nobody really looked like any of us much. I mean, it was just normal looking people, you know, very yeah. pretty people and normal looking people, average people. I mean, and things like that. I think it was what you're going to bring to the game, and if you can bring excitement mm-hmm. to the game, because Survivor's about ratings, you know, when a when a oh, yeah. when a when a television show makes it on national level, you know, you got to have them ratings every year, and that's what Survivor wants. I mean, that's why you see sure. people throwing rice in a fire or cussing somebody out or doing something stupid. I mean, they want they're thinking ratings, and uh, and that's what a person needs to think when they do an audition tape. Yeah, that conflict or the, you know, the beautiful people or interesting people, for sure. Well, you couldn't talk to the people out there. Did you get a, just an initial vibe, like, oh, I really, I think I'm going to try to work with this guy or this lady, and anybody were like, wow, I don't like how they're, like, interacting with people, or did you get a vibe like that? Well, I, I'll be honest with you. Now, with me, I didn't, I mean, they, they didn't show much of it on television with me, but mm-hmm. I'm like a big flirt. That's just something I've always done. Okay. I love flirting with women, you know, and things. And uh, while I was out there, even though we couldn't talk, man, I was doing my first start smiling, winking, <laughs> nodding, <laughs> moving my head. Even when I they think they like some of that extracurricular stuff. I think sometimes Absolutely. they give you a list of rules, but they like to see who's going to break the rules. Not break them, but push the envelope. So, yeah. Absolutely. Push them limits. You, you know, push them limits. And that's what makes, you know, uh, because apparently, honestly, a lot of people didn't know this, but, I thought I had actually made season 26, but I got, oh. uh, yeah. So, yeah. So it took me a couple of years to, to even get on this show, you know, and I, which I pushed for it hard. And, uh, and I really thought I made season 26. So I got pulled off at the last minute. And the only reason I told you this is to tell you, uh, when I was out there for finals and did, and I was flirting with a lot of them girls and everything. Well, I, as soon as I become friends with a lot of them on season 26, a lot of the girls started t- telling me, it was like, I remember you at, at, at finals, and we was really hoping you was going to be on the show, and we was actually on the island going, where's that cowboy-looking guy? <laughs> where's that looking guy? <laughs> you know? I, and, I mean, I but honestly... It's something to you. It's something if if you if anybody's listening or if or if you make it ever make it to the finals there. I mean, honestly, think about flirting like that. You know, I mean, just head nods, smiles and winks and smiles and stuff like that. Hey, yeah, I'm big. I'm, I'm big on non-verbals. Life. Yeah, I'm big on non-verbals, and I've already one of my goals is you know I've been getting this healthy kick. You, I don't know if you've seen it all going on on Facebook, right. but yeah. Yep. I've already dropped uh, 135. I'm going to lose more. Once I get to a certain part, I'm going to try out, but it's those non-verbals, man. I I know that people know me in the in the survivor world, so just getting in there. Right. I've got a good radio body right now. I'm trying to get a good TV body, so we'll see. Well, thanks, dude. And it's good you weren't on season 26 because that was any kind of fans versus favorites. They kind of get pummeled it by the returning been, survivors, so yeah, that's probably God's you weren't there. <laughs> absolutely, because you would have to really stand out in the fans' favor, something like that. And, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you would really have to do something crazy. And, like, you know, Reynolds and uh, Reynolds and some of them, you know, now they they did good. I mean, which she was really competitive, but you would really, honestly, you would a person would have to buddy up with a returning player. They would have to. I mean, that that would be like a number one strategy right there is figure out really quick, you know, buddy up with one of the returning players because the camera's going to be on them, you know. And, yeah. 
something to think about. But well, you, you're you're casted really well with the the uh, the second chances. There were so many of them in the mix, and you know Tosh yeah. and Spencer were right right in there until the end, and you know even Glass was being their same chaotic self, and you know I thought we would go a little farther. I wasn't really sure we would get on, but I was you know glad he yeah. did. It was. Yeah, I wasn't expecting. My my thoughts was, I mean, uh, I'm good friends with Blue. Um, I, I didn't think he would make it that far. He he would have had to done something majorly different. But I knew mm-hmm. I was kind of worried about Spencer and Tasha. And what, I knew Tasha would probably be pretty good as far as challenge wise. But I didn't mm-hmm. know because I, in my first opinion, I didn't I didn't know how good she was as far as strategy wise on her season. I didn't think she was that strong strategically wise. Mm-hmm. I knew Spencer would be, but I knew both of them there would have to change colors, kind of. They was going to have to be backstabbers to make it a long ways in this. Mm-hmm. And, and they really did. Um, Cass, I think she should have she should have said to her strategy that she did on Kagyan with us, and I think she could have made it further than well, top further, yeah. there, But, but uh, you know, she, she tried to change, and nobody was sold on it. But I knew with Spencer and Tasha, if they started backstabbing and just lying people to their face, I knew they would make it a whole lot further. And, uh, mm-hmm. and they did. I mean, you know, man. Yeah, most of them well, definitely. Yeah, if you are well. in the running for second chances, uh, too, uh, we'll be, the, our show will support you for sure, man. So I hope I you're in the next if you want to be. It. Yeah, if they reach out, I'll definitely do it again. The uh, only reason I wouldn't do it again is if I've landed something in my career that's that'll that's paying, you know, unbelievable or something like that. You know, if yeah. I land something huge in modeling or like acting or something, that'd be the only reason I might not do it. But if it, nothing like that's happened, I'll be there in a heartbeat. Did the show help or hurt anyone with that, man? Or did it probably get your, uh, your, your, a lot more really. exposure, I would think, but... Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely got me more exposure. People, uh, people knew me more. As far as modeling wise, um, I might have landed just a couple more jobs more. But other than that, mm-hmm. modeling has, has always been good to me. And um, I think I got a couple repeated customers like that with it. But as far as acting or nothing like that, nothing like that. I've, I've had to get everything else on my own. But uh, mm-hmm. it got my name out there. In other words, it got it definitely got my name out there, and it's got a lot of people. I was doing a photo shoot down in St. Martin last year, and uh, we was doing a shoot on the beach. And in between shots, I'd have to run back to my room and and grab something and and uh, come back. And I'll be mm-hmm. honest, it, it, you would be surprised how many people like recognize me in the, in the Caribbean. And I said, "Do what?" It, it was kind of throwing me a dang curveball. But there's a lot of people in this world that watches the American Survivor. I mean, yeah, millions, millions, of people, so, millions of people, man. And uh, I would just yeah. do this promo thing for Survivor Romania. They're getting their own, their own installment of the show, and some of the fans are like, we're big fans of the show, but we want the biggest fan in the United States to do a video. And I'm like, uh, yeah, sure, no problem. And I was just like, hey, Romania, the show's awesome. I hope, I hope you enjoy it, and here you go. So... Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> now, have you gotten a chance to uh, look at the new cast here? Who do you do? You got anybody you're, you're really rooting for, or people that you didn't like from maybe their you know what they put in their video or their bio, or who you right. liking, who you not liking? Well, it's there's a couple that kind of sticks out to me. You know what's going to happen? A lot of them is going to a couple of them is going to come out and like overplay. 
and they're going to yeah. be wide open and acting stupid. And that one, like Darryl, uh, Donnell Hamilton, oh, yeah. he makes me nervous because I can see him coming out and, and being kind of crazy. But I tell you, the guy named Kyle, Kyle Jason, um, oh, the he bounty would be, hunter, yeah. he's going to be interesting because with bounty hunting, it's almost like a police officer in a way. Uh, mm-hmm. If he can use his head just right, he can pull another Tony or somebody like that and um, and do very, very well. Um, as far as the brain tribe, uh, Debbie Wainer is really according uh, how good she does. Um, mm-hmm. I, I could see her doing pretty good. Joe, only thing that worries me about Joe is his age. Joe yeah, he's as old as Rudy, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Now, now he is a FBI special agent, you know, which can be interesting. But if he pulls another Philip Shepard or something like that, and he's, I just, I won't be no fan of him at all. <laughs> I think just say uh, he looks like he's got all their demeanor to me. Uh, I would hope just from the way he carries himself online and stuff. I, I don't I hope it's not the second coming of Philip. That'd be rough. Yeah, that'll be, I'll be honest with you, I, I, it'll be tough. I, I'd want him to get voted out pretty fast, you know. Um, I hate to be that way, but that's just my opinion. Um, but as far as the beauty tribe, man, it's it, it's going to be super interesting because, you know, you got another poker player, kind of like Garrett did on my season, but she, she's mm-hmm. a good girl. And uh, mm-hmm. I really like Julia. She's just She's just young. And uh, mm-hmm. she has reached out to me here recently, uh, which was pretty cool. So I'm already a fan <laughs> of her because she, she's going to reach out. And uh, I can see her doing pretty good. Um, you know, she I could I, – I hope she plays. That's the only thing that scares me. I, I hope she really comes out and plays. But I could see her grabbing mm-hmm. all the money and kind of like, you know, let somebody drag her to the end kind of more ordeal. But, uh, but yeah, that's just um, – and then the older guy, Ty, he's going to be, I think I'm saying it right, but. I think so, yeah. The gay Asian or gay Asian, he's used so yeah, much energy in his video, man. It's crazy. Right? <laughs> I think he's smuggling in sugar or coffee. I don't know how he's just so bubbly. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like Yao Man with, it's man, a manic Yao Man with a shaved head. I don't know. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. And if he comes out there and has that personality, I mean, he could have a lot of people you know, fall in love with him and um or fall in love with his personality and uh, mm-hmm. I can see him doing I can see him doing good. So he's really, a, he's an outdoorsy, uh, he's one of the most outdoorsy of them all being a gardener. Yep. I mean he's out in the element all the time. So Yep, that's the truth. So it's really according how he holds himself. If he comes out and he's really flamboyant, um is he could rub a lot of people the wrong way and they could, you know, they could get rid of him pretty fast. But if he comes out and shows his skills and his personality is more likely going to win all the girls over anyway. And, um, mm-hmm. you never know. He could be, he could be strong, but you know, granted he is 51 years old. So that's the only problem. It seems like a lot of younger people sometimes team up on some of the older people to vote them out and it's happened a lot. So, um, it's going to be interesting, man, but I, I'll be honest with you, I, I kind of like Julia. I just want to see how she does. But Kyle is the one that I keep my eyes on for his courthouse plays. And, yeah, uh, that would be my top pick. His background is so interesting, the military and, the, you know, Bounty Hunter as a kid. I remember, you know, Boba Fett and Star Wars stuff. I was like, Bounty Hunters <laughs> just seem like badasses, and this dude's like a tats and crazy hair and, 
I don't, from the promo, though, they showed at the finale, I'm a little worried with all the injuries. It looked like, and we were anti-spoiler here on the show, but it looked like he was getting really messed up. So I hope he has nothing bad happen for sure. Oh, yeah. But Ju- yeah. but Julia, as you mentioned it, I, I've met three of this cast already at Andrea's event. Uh, it's, and some of the people from Caramona and Caramona, you're almost on were up there, but it was interesting getting to meet those. And Julia was the 430th survivor I met. And I got a picture with her and Michelle and, uh, Anna, awesome. the professional poker player. And Julia, man, you, you want to, hopefully she goes to the charity events and you can, uh, you can hang out with her, man. Cause she's, uh, right. she's a beautiful young lady and so young. One of the, I think she's second youngest or youngest to ever play Spencer. Yeah. So Spencer from, uh, yeah. Spencer that was with Todd, not Spencer from your season. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah it'd oh, be cool. really cool now she does, man. It's just, um, yeah, if you can get out there and show that personality and win people over and make them trust you, but you got to, you got to be able to backstab people and you got to be able to lie on yeah. their face. And uh, if you want to do good in the game, you know, you've got to, sometime or another, you got to get your hands dirty, you know, or sure. you can just be that goat and, um, mm-hmm. As as we call it, you know, a goat, and just latch on yeah. to two or three people and and tell them that you're there with them to the end. And um, you know, I I don't like playing like that, and um, mm-hmm. I don't like watching people play like that. But you know, I mean, that's just if they're looking for money or something, put money in their pocket. I don't know. <laughs> what was the hardest part for you out there? Was it you know what did you miss the most, or what was the hardest part for you? The hardest part, I guess, is getting later in the game and uh, mm-hmm. and knowing, trying to figure out who's telling you the truth and, and who's not. Because when you go to a tribal council and you're sitting there and Jeff's asking you those questions and, and you're talking, you, you know, everything there is calm. But once you start writing down the votes, man, there are several times my heart was beating 100 million, million miles an hour out of my chest. <laughs> and... Um, and, and it wasn't even to the point where I even knew I wasn't going on. But still, you don't know. You just don't know. And when it gets later mm-hmm. in the game, and you're and you're hungry, and you've lost a lot of weight, and um, and your mind's just playing tricks on you and crap like that, and it's just that's what's tough about it. Now, surviving for me was I knew it was going to be fairly simple because I was raised mm-hmm. out there with things and yeah. I knew I could sleep on the ground and all that junk and you know I wasn't even worried about food as much it was just the the um, it was just the mind game kind of at the strategy you know, side um, yeah absolutely man because everybody had some kind of strategy you know even if they was a goat or if they was out there playing and mm-hmm. be honest with you to me before I went out, and when it, when it was that final 10, I went about four, I was playing the game, you know, and um, I wish they would have showed more of my game, you know, and not yeah. the uh, country boy kind of, but, you know, it is what it is, but me and Spencer had a strong strategy, and me and Spencer and Sarah, all three of us had, we had a strong strategy to go to the end, and to me, us three, we was going to the end together, and, and they didn't show that on television, and um, we just didn't see Cass flip on us. And that was the hardest part wow. of me is watching somebody who during camp life didn't have a voice, okay, just basically sat around, gathered wood and stuff like that and really not talk. But now her mm-hmm. confessionals was unbelievable. So when her interviews, I mean, as far as watching her interviews on television, she was she had some very good interviews and she was calling herself Chaos Cast or whatever. The mm-hmm. problem was camp life she hardly ever spoke yeah. too much. She she didn't do anything, so we didn't see it coming. 
we didn't see it coming at all. But that's the name of the game, you know. That's what happened to us. Now that that was hard. And then when you find out that you don't have numbers and you're down to numbers, that's when that's when that game is just that's the wall. You got to uh, try to make moves if you can, but you got to you make can't moves do anything. And, yep. And then when you got somebody like Tony, who's pretty much promised uh, with his alliance that he had with Wu and Trish and all them, he had, he had promised everything to to him, and he. He was basically promising everything on the life of his wife and his newborn kid at, at the time. Mm. And just so happened, I mean, that's personal with some people, and some people take that to heart. And, man, he was playing. Even though I didn't want to play that strategy, and he played it, and it worked for him. Um, so when we was down in numbers, when me and Spencer and Tasha was down in numbers, and then you had somebody like Tony had promised everything to everybody else, I mean, mm-hmm. there was no winning them over. I just went and went went them back over, and uh, and I knew my game was coming soon, and I knew Spencer's and Tasha's game was going, to, you know, was just basically going to end soon. Um, mm-hmm. But it's tough. It's just later in the game is is the hard part. So if anybody's listening and they want to know, really think about your mental game. I mean, get yourself mentally prepared if you make mm-hmm. the game, because um, that's going to be your biggest problem. Playing playing the challenges is fun. Surviving's fun. The mental game is the hardest thing. You've got to get prepared for that. Yeah, and a lot of people take that for granted. They're all, like, challenge-focused or, you know, making the fire. But, yeah, it's that the way you communicate with people and, you know, what you promise and what you don't promise. And Yeah, yeah. do you think Tony Do you think Tony more won because of what he did or was it more of a, you know, Wu made a bad play? Because it, it was 8-1. to one. I was just, was it just Tony's dominance or – yeah, Tony dominated at the end. Far as he didn't really, it wouldn't. I mean, because if you go back and look at it, he didn't win a he didn't win an individual challenge at all. all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. End. And um, it was just how he his strategy is just how he played the game, and he knew he he made the moves at the right time. The only problem is. I mean, the only thing about it is you got to have a little bit of luck on your side. All right, now, now there ain't. I haven't seen too many people go in and say I dominated this game. It was all my moves. Won this whole game. No, that's bullcrap. Because you got to have Russell Hansen might try that, but it sure didn't work out. Yeah, it didn't work out him none. And you know, and I'll tell him that. Yeah, I will too. Yeah, the luck's got to be on your side in some things. I mean, some challenges that kind of goes your way or something like that. And, um, or finding idols. You know, I mean, Tony found pretty much all of them. And I'll be honest with you, me and Spencer turned out, turned that jungle inside out. And, but Tony mm-hmm. found them. I mean, I have to give it to him. So, you know, it's all about finding them things and just being kind of lucky too. But Tony kind of dominated, but I, that's what the only thing that don't make look sense to me is is Wu at the end when we was all sitting there, and it was him and Cass and uh, Tony in the final three, and I'm sitting here poking LJ was like, if he's smart at all, I said he's taking Cass to the end because yeah. you know Cass to me and all of us sitting, we wouldn't have beat her jury torture by no means, but she really didn't do anything. And so, and yeah, Wu, and Lee, Wu did. There by her move, yeah. Without her move, a lot of you would have probably advanced farther than you did, for right, sure. Right. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is, when she moved like she did, the when she voted out Sarah and voted out Morgan, it was basically on because she didn't like them. She was, um, she was, she was mad at them because she couldn't mm-hmm. get, get get along with them. So she made, to me, she made an emotional vote twice. 
And then mm-hmm. she got comfortable with Tony that she just stuck with him, and and that's her two moves. And I don't, to me, an emotional move is not a good move. I think you got to have yeah. some kind of strategy. That's the only problem I ever had with Cass. But Wu had won a couple of individual challenges there at the end, and and to me, I would have voted for him if he took Cass because he did mm-hmm. actually. He didn't talk much strategy. But he was just he was just better as far as at the game and uh, Cass was. But when he took Tony, we said, "Well, this is an easy vote." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just kind of nothing against Blue, but Tony actually played the game. I mean, his strategy yeah. was unbelievable, and that's what won it. You know, it ain't. I mean, well, he he really dominated the strategy part. You know, his challenges wise, he wasn't that good, but strategy, he was mm-hmm. unbelievable, and uh, and that's what won it. So. I felt bad for Wu because I think he was trying to make a quote-unquote honorable kind of move, and he felt he owed right. it to Tony. It was just a, just not a smart play. Uh, Sherry, I, no. I, I, I just dive in here. I, if Sherry, did you have anything you wanted to talk about or folks you're liking or disliking? We just kind of tore into it there. I always forget. I start asking questions like crazy. Did you have anything to ask Jeremiah or opinions on this new cast or his season or? Going through some of the the cast for this upcoming season and he he mentioned Cal Jason and I was looking at him and I was fairly impressed with him too although I was looking at his tats did you notice the boom box that he has tatted on his stomach <laughs> I didn't see that I didn't gauge his tattoo art I... he has the biggest boom box tatted all the way across his entire stomach it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it makes you wonder what people are thinking, I guess. <laughs> I know. I don't, yeah. I don't have a tattoo because of that. I don't know what the hell I would have tattooed on me when I was 18, a G.I. Joe logo or something, and I'm like, wow, I've got this on my body for my entire life. People are going to be out there on the island wanting to listen to music so bad, and he's going to be walking around out there with his giant boombox on his stomach. (laughs) That's going to be the problem. If he starts singing, I'm going to be like, vote this cat out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One one interesting parallel I I see is uh, you guys had a professional athlete, and this season has, and it's in the same sport, did you guys yeah. were you aware pretty quick about who Cliff was? Because I'm not a huge NBA guy; I'm more of an NFL guy. I mean, I knew who he was once they they said, "Oh, that's him." Did you guys did you guys know it was Cliff? And what do you think? Of, what was it like playing with him? And then what was it? What do you think it's gonna be like for these guys with Scott Pollard coming from the NBA too? Well, it's going to put a mark on them. I mean, Cliff was walking around, but when we was on our flight to the Philippines, it was like, okay, you know, we know who this is. <laughs> Yeah, and, but honestly, it automatically puts in the back of your head, and it's bad to say this, but it automatically puts in the back of your head. All right, they done earned their living. They they done made their money in life. They're they're mm-hmm. well off. They're just here to play the game, and it puts a big target on their back super quick. Okay, you know they played enough. Let's vote them out. Easy vote out, and it's really mm-hmm. important. I didn't get to really play against Cliff. I mean, I. I didn't get to know him until like afterwards, kind of, um, mm-hmm. as far as at the uh, at the final when we all flew mm-hmm. back out to LA. All right, final show. Uh, that's when I really got to uh, talk to him and got to know him because he got voted out, you know, pretty early. Early, but yeah, I know, yeah. 
I know trying to drag him off of that pole during that one thing, me and Spencer got on it. I, that, I knew right then how big of a man he was. I said, all right, he's, he's 6'11", about 360 dead weight. And not me and Spencer trying wow. to drag him off that pole. I said, this is a joke. <laughs> but uh, he was You'd super nice. Yeah. Honestly, he was super nice. But so it's really according to what Scott does. If Maybe Scott, by the way he looks in his profile pictures and things like that, maybe nobody will recognize him. And uh, yeah. that's only how, and that's how Jeff Kent done so good. I thought he he made it pretty good yeah. that way, and um, and some more people in the past, Jimmy Johnson and him a long time ago. And it's mm-hmm. it's really important cool. if nobody recognizes him, he could go out there and play a strong game and, and make it a long ways. But if they recognize him all first thing, um, I could see him getting voted out before final merge. Absolutely. Which was interesting from the from the promo. I, I'm trying to remember if he. I think he said he he assumes he's going to be recognized. So I think he might right. be open about well, it, which is an interesting strategy. Because I mean, there's there's known athletes and not like Peyton Manning. People would know, but there's some right. you know more obscure people that people are like who's who's that? That that's it. There, you know, I mean, people just like you. Put, if Michael Jordan was out there, okay, that's Michael Jordan. Whatever. You know, yeah. now you're like, oh, man, I just, you know, I can't remember Scott that good, you know? And, yeah. Uh, you know, my strategy would be that part. I wouldn't tell nobody. I would try to be as different as possible. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want nobody to know me. I'd want to just be behind the scenes and uh, with my name, and I'd go out there and just play a strong strategy. Um, if he goes out there and tells everybody, it's going to put a target on him. I'm telling you, it'll put a target on him. I could be wrong. Um, mm-hmm. I could see him get voted out pretty fast. I agree with you yeah. for sure. For sure. We have a chat room question. Okay. Um, Jason Lee would like to know, this is for both of you. Um, he says, Kelly versus Jeremiah, who would you vote for, and do you think votes would would have still been unanimous had Jeremy been voted for? Hmm. What was it again? Say it, say it one more time, Sherry. I want to make sure I fully got it in my brain. Okay. He says, Kelly versus Jeremy, who would you vote for, and do you think votes still would have been unanimous had Jeremy been voted for? Got it. Um, I think his story was going to be compelling in either way. I, I've got a feeling she might have been one of the only ones that could have Pulled off a vote or two, but I I still think Jeremy would have won. She played a hell of a game, but yeah. I think her best bet would be against Spencer or Tasha or both of them because she played a great game. And yeah, however, Jeremiah doesn't know, but I called her beautiful about twenty times in the interview with the T Bird <laughs> was on because she is. But I, I still think she could possibly pull one vote away. But Jeremy's dominance was just evident from from what from what I understand what he told the jury. There was he was going to get a, every vote no matter who he faced. I think. Yeah, but. I think Jeremy would have. Yeah, it wouldn't have been no contest with that. Now, if Kelly would have went and we had Spencer and Tasha to the end, she would have won. I really yeah. do believe because Spencer had caused them to have a bitter jury bad against him. And mm-hmm. Tasha, to me, my personal opinion, if she's listening, she just have to get mad at me. I think I think Jeremy tried Tasha to the to the end. I don't think her strategy was was that good. And uh, I, agree. I think Kelly, I, agree. I think Kelly would have definitely beat both of them. Uh, but if it was Kelly versus Jeremy, Jeremy would have beat her hands down. 
Kelly played yeah. great, but Jeremy just played out that much better. Yeah, I don't think it would have been a shutout. That is the one thing I will I will say that I I, I think you get Cass maybe or Sierra, somebody I think would have pulled or Abby maybe would have gone for Kelly. But yeah, Jeremy right. wins like nine to one or something. Not his record ten to zero to zero. <laughs> right. Well, cool. Um. Well, one thing I would say is from your your cast, I mean, you know, 99% of the survivors are like one person, but Jeremiah, I just want to say you've always been very friendly and nice and down to earth and really cool to me and other fans. So I, I just want to yeah, tell you thank you for that and for your time it. thus far. I mean, a few of your casts were, you know, dealing with pregnancy or just being their general self. I won't mention any names on the air, but... Somewhere on your tribe, one was on your tribe, but wasn't the nicest person. But we do appreciate, you know, we're, we do harass you guys for pictures and stuff and sign uh, <laughs> stuff. Well, but it is nice when you, you give us the time of day, which you definitely do. So right. Well, it, it's thing about it, it. From my personal experience, I mean, uh, experience. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity for me, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I was lucky. You know, by landing the show, I auditioned for it. You know, and I know. Thousands upon thousands of, of people does the, the uh, same thing, and so, mm-hmm. uh, man, I'm just grateful and blessed that I even made the show. And uh, and outside the show, I mean, I was raised in the South. I was raised very, mm-hmm. um, very being very polite and stuff like that. But honestly, and what it all boils down to is like I know there's a lot of people who still audition for this thing and they're fans, and mm-hmm. I'll give them every time of the day, you know, that I have. If I see somebody, I mean, I've had people run up to me in airports and stuff like that. And, hey, I just, I mean, I sit back and talk to them, you know. I mean, there's, yeah. it ain't, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, I'm still, I'm still Jeremiah Wood. You're still Big Mike. I mean, and we're, there you go, yeah. we're, the, same, we're the same people. I mean, honestly, we're not, there's nobody bigger than anybody else. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just it. Uh, yeah, if anybody wants to talk, I, I most definitely do. Um you know, that's just me. I, some people have have got mad. You know, I've heard I've got some people on my tribe. You know, that that would make comment, or that was in my season. I've heard them make comments, and I just sat there and just and just look at them like, really, dude. I'm like, you know, just sit back and chill. You know, you got to do something yeah. that everybody in the world wants to do. And uh, you know, you can take a little time out of your schedule to talk to somebody and be friendly. Well, you need some of your space too. Like if you're sitting there eating dinner or something, you don't walk up and have like a huge conversation. There are some parameters, right, right. but yeah, for sure. Yeah, but still, people shouldn't, I mean, my personal people, people shouldn't shouldn't be jerks, uh, and that's what yeah. I look at. And I've never wanted to be that guy as that yeah. people talks about about. And I know I've made some people mad, and, you know, because even with the show, there's, you know, lovers and haters. Oh, um, yeah, for but, sure. But when I meet people out, I want people to know, you know, um, how how polite I am and stuff like that. I'll, I'll talk to I'll, I'll talk to anybody, even if they like me or not. <laughs> I'll talk to them and answer their questions, take pictures. <laughs> but, well, hopefully yeah. they're respectful. We uh, last week we had we had a uh, it was kind of an interesting show. We talked about Bob's event in Maine that I help with, and then Give Kids the World. Yep. And I know you've been at Give Kids the World, and I just didn't know if you had any you know, thoughts or opinions of why you, you participated in that event and, you know, what you thought of it. Cause uh, I like to support it, even though I can't go this year cause of work, but it's, right. uh, what, what's your well, take on that? Cause I've, I see, I've seen you there and I've definitely talked to you down there. So why do you right. go? 
Man, I love charity events. Um, I've always wanted sometime, I mean, in my life, even through modeling and, like, acting and things, um, I've Mm -hmm. always – it ain't that I want to be in a spotlight or nothing like that, but I've always wanted doors to open to where I could I could help people out, talk to people, share life experiences, something like that. But I love kids. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have any rights yet, you know. Hopefully that'll change one of these days. Uh, but I do love I love kids, and mm-hmm. my cousin my my cousin that I'm close with, he was when he was five years old, he had cancer, and uh-huh. and he got enrolled through the program. He got to go to give kids world and stuff like that. And the first season, the first year that I went was basically two two years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Man, I just fell, I fell in love with it, and um, and seeing those kids run around that are terminally ill, and seeing them mm-hmm. laugh, and smile, and just having the time of their life, that just melted my heart, and it just blessed me. And knowing that I was that I can do something, or dance, or laugh, or do something to to be a part of them having a good good time. Um, Man, that's just worth it. Um, because a lot of the kids actually, some, a lot of kids probably does not make it long after that. But there's a lot mm-hmm. of kids that's that's got better from it. Because now my cousin, he had a pretty bad tumor and things, and they didn't know about about him. But now he's 21 and going to uh, North Carolina uh, for a school playing baseball there and things. So you never mm-hmm. know. A, a young kid like that could be depressed, and just just by some of us putting smiles on on their faces might make mm-hmm. them want to live more. You know, so I kind of fell in love with it, and uh, and I want to be a part of it as many times as Mike invites me down. I'm going, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll, I'll I'll try to have my own little fundraisers here to raise some money. I might not be able to raise thousands upon thousands, but I'll do what I can. Because I know, and what I like about Give Kids the World is when I found out that every dime that you raise goes to that organization mm-hmm. to go goes to the wish kids. I you know. Um that's that that made me fall in love with it even more because there's a lot of places, a lot of charities around here, if you give a dollar, your whole dollar does not go there. You know, maybe oh, yeah. ten cent goes to it and then other people's getting their pockets fat and and uh but once I found out that was one legit charity and one and a very legit organization, uh, I'm all about it. And uh, I was just on it. I'll be on board uh, every year if they invite me down. And uh, and I got in being buddies with Brad Lowen, and he flew me out to Texas twice to do like wow. a Give Kids the World kickoff. And, oh, cool. um, yeah, so I definitely I went out there doing some firefighting training and things like that. <clears throat> Sorry about that. And uh, okay. I, I went out there with him. Um, and it's been a blast. And so, uh, yeah, anything I can do to help, I'm going to help that organization out. Because I, I don't go down there. A lot of people go down there to, like, party and do things like that. And they could, they and they act like they mm-hmm. have that don't care attitude about, you know, give because the world and stuff like that. But me, I want them to understand that, hey, I'm here to help. You know, whatever you want me to do, I'll, I'll do. Because mm-hmm. I know in my faith and in the way I live my life and things, yeah. I know it could be gone in a matter of seconds, you know, or I could be in yeah. that same situation as one of those kids. So um, sure. I'm going to do my part to definitely help out. And you, and you can understand the party component. I mean, there's type A personalities, et cetera. Right. They, there's, a, there's plenty of time to do that, but as long as folks are, you know, fully invested in for the reason, and I think, you know, 
that most everyone is. And if they're down there for the wrong reasons, I think Mike pretty much figures that out pretty quick. Yeah, so. I think he does too. Yeah. <laughs> he's done yeah, a good he's job pretty, of figuring some of them well, out. <laughs> or even big names that like to, you know, get in fights and that kind of crazy. Yep. I don't care if yep. you're going to get people in the door to sign, like you're kind of causing a bad scene by the pool, et cetera. We won't, go into, we won't talk. What happens at events stays at events, but <laughs> you got? Our, our shorter, popular, villainous guy won't be back probably. So. <laughs> well, uh, I don't want to take up too much time. I mean, we're going to probably recap a few other people we didn't talk about, but I do appreciate your time, and you're more than welcome to stay as long as you want, or if you need to go whenever, that's fine too. And All right. um, well, I appreciate but, uh, it, man, and uh, definitely appreciate the time. Uh, if you ever need anything in the future, just you know how to reach me and reach out anytime, bud. And if I see it, I'll definitely answer back. All right, dude. And if uh, later on in the season, once we've actually seen these people in action. Yeah, I may invite you back briefly if you want to. Now that we've actually seen them in gameplay, you're more than okay. welcome to. And I know Trish is next week, and you know, pass the word along if anyone else wants to do this. I'd love to talk to as many people from your season because of the connection to this one. So, okay, sounds perfect, bud. I appreciate well, thank it, you, man. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much, Jeremiah. It's been great talking to you. I love all of your beliefs and and everything you talked about tonight, especially the charity events and what you stand for. So it's been, it's been a real pleasure. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Take care, hon. I'll I'll tell you. God bless. Bye. 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 Well, cool. I don't want to run him him off by any means, but he's a amazing guy. And and he's just so down to earth and nice. Like I said, when he was when he was on here, I mean, he's just a really nice dude. Not, you know, somebody that was under Solon Kagayan. There were so many, you know, your Cass's and your Tonys and your Spencers, and you know, crazy stuff happened. And a good a good dude just kind of falls through the cracks a little bit. But you know, I hope he you know gets back in the mix. And you know, what a what a nice guy. He is. I I love you know that he really takes the the charities to heart and isn't one that just goes for the the party component. You know, I really mm-hmm. love being there for the kids and you can tell that it's really near and dear to his heart. And you know how I feel about the charities and people giving back once they come off the shows. That's mm-hmm. a big thing for me. And you can tell how, how important it is to him. And I just love that. Um, Mm-hmm. He's gonna be. I'm gonna be a big fan of Jeremiah Wood from now on. Uh, not that I wasn't before, but he's certainly earned a a lot of brownie points in in my book today. Um, oh yeah, I for love, sure. Love the things that he said, and you know those are things that you learn after the show. You know, yep. and that's why I always say, you know, judge people after they come off the show. Um, mm-hmm. You learn a little bit about what people are like on the show, but you learn so much more about what a person is like after they're off the show, how they conduct mm-hmm. themselves, what they do um, once they're off the show, and, and you see what they do with their lives after they're they're off the show. And that's the kind of person that I think is just so incredible, you know, that gives back mm-hmm. to charities and, and will stop and talk to people, doesn't feel like they're, you know, above people. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's so awesome. 
Um, and that I was really of, evident at Worlds of one the world's apart, you know, we're watching and you know, Dan's annoying, I didn't like Will. But then I got to the finale and, you know, Dan was the first one to come over to the fans and Will was really cool and somebody that I really liked and I won't belabor the that particular cast member because I've discussed it a bunch before, but they just well somebody I thought was a big fan and would interact with the fans, you know, wasn't exactly the friendliest with the guys that were getting a bad you know, kind of a not a great edit, weren't, you know, real popular were some of the nicest people and you know Dan's done the show and uh Will hasn't yet I don't think I got did Will do the show last season I can't remember but we'll get Will Will in here for sure soon but uh uh, I'd like to uh kind of go through each player that's here just because we were it's hard to kind of with the guests I didn't want to go with Jeremiah I don't want to like and then this person's yada 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 but kind of want to recap some of that because there's some people we didn't cover. And I think I'll start with the Brains Tribe because that's what my notes start with. Uh, Peter uh, Baginstos, or Baginstos, 34, ER doctor from Minneapolis. And he looks pretty famous. Um, I know my nickname for him is Obama because he looks a little just like <laughs> uh, like President Obama. <laughs> And he oh, doctor. I mean, he, he's gonna, you know, that's that kind of stress. He's got he deals with a lot of interesting things. He's uh, his pet peeves were bombastic people, uh, what he calls bros and know-it-alls, and um, you wouldn't want to be that. And his three words to describe himself. I think this is one of the most interesting lists. Was uh, eclectic, tenacious, and shameless. That was neat. And I also found I'm 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 going to try to highlight some similar things from from all the cast. But he said when you ask a Survivor contestant you're most like, his choice was Pete from the Philippines, and his name's Pete. I'm glad he didn't say Peter Harkey from Marquesas, but he uh, it was just kind of an interesting person because you know you get some people that are uh, every season that they mention a few certain people like your poverty or I'm going to play like Russell or so-and-so, but I don't know if many people have said, I'm going to play like Pete. And right. he said the, reason he, he, the reason he said that was he made clever comments and he was educated and he had good insight and he liked to, and he appropriately stirred the pot. And Pete, you know, everyone talks about, you know, good old Abby who's done the show, but Abby got stirred up because of what Pete told her about RC. So, just like Jeff Varner stirred up Alicia and Kimmy. They were already not very friendly, but you have to have a pot stirred to get those exciting moments. And so if Pete, if Peter is like Pete, maybe he'll stir up somebody and get them going too. So uh, he looks interesting, 34. Um, so interesting there. The next person I had was Aubrey Bracco, Braco, who's uh, 29, from Cambridge, Mass, and she's, she's a social, social media, media marketer. Yeah, um, I said she's the nerdy girl with the glasses, and I'll say cute nerdy girl with the glasses. Um, and her name—I found this fascinating. It says her name means the leader of the elves, and I, she looks a little smaller. So, and just away from her bio, her personal claim to fame says. 
I convinced my advisors at Brown University, which is an Ivy League school. That's where Greg Buis went. It's, you know, Brown's a, you know, pretty prestigious school. She got to write a children's book about a manatee island instead of a 50-page thesis, and she got she graduated with honors after doing that. So that was uh, that was pretty cool. And another, I was I was highlighted in a bunch because I knew we were going to possibly have to talk for an hour and a half about all 18 of these people. But the other cool quote I have is her inspiration or her hero is her grandmother Madeline, who was this crazy Brooklyn uh, woman. And she was the first woman to use uh, for at the New York Daily News. But the funny quote I thought was interesting is her grandma Madeline had a wacky personality, and she said to the kids and the family that she didn't eat chicken because their legs were too close to their butts. And I just, <laughs> that just sounds like some crazy thing I'd say. And I'm not an old Italian lady from Brooklyn, but. I love chicken, but that is an interesting argument that pigs dirty and chickens are clean, but their legs are pretty close to their butt. So I found that cool. And another thing I liked about Aubrey was Survivor contesting your most likes. So Peter said Pete. Um, Aubrey said she's the love child of Sophie and Cochran with the hair of Shambo. And that sounds like a, a horror film to me when I just think of, you know, two people that uh, sex appeal, I guess I'll, I won't speak for the ladies, but Cochran is, I don't know, translucent skin and a pasty skinny ginger, and Sophie, you know, had her own stuff going on. And I just don't imagine those two get hooking up anywhere. And if they did, I guess they'd produce Aubrey. So <laughs> found that interesting. But I like that she's uh She's a fan, and she's been a fan since she was 15, so she's been, you know, walking around. And and because she went to Brown, I caught this connection, too. She wants to be an entertainer like uh, old Greg Buis from uh, season one. So I liked that. Uh, one person that Jeremiah mentioned that I, I'm fascinated by when we saw him, I was showing the picture to my office manager, and... I was like, this dude's body looks like he's in his 50s, but his face looks like he's in his 90s. And that was uh, uh, Joseph Del Campo, Joseph Campo, who matches, yeah, he matches Rudy as the uh, oldest person on their initial season, uh, former FBI agent. We've only There's only had one of those, I think, one or two of those in the history of the show. Um, I, and I made a note that says he's on the brains tribe, but I said, quote, he's built like a brick shithouse. Cause, and I don't even know where that expression came from, but, uh, Joseph Del Campo looks like he could, he could beat the crap out of anybody on the brawn tribe. He just looks, you know, really strong, really comfortable. Um, and then I also made a note that he says, survivor contestant, you're going to play most like, and I, he put Tom Westman, but my, snarky remark was Tom Westman's dad. So that's what <laughs> that's what Joe DeCampo felt like to me. But uh You know, but the kids always go after the old guy though. I Yeah. I hate that. Um because I I like to see I I kinda tend to root for the old guy, you know? Um mm. just because they're the underdog. Yep. And I like to root for the underdog. And if sure. I figure if somebody that age can go out there and hold their own, 
they deserve some time out there. Let them be there for a little mm-hmm. while, you know. But the younger people seem to always vote them out first. And if they're holding up their own, if they're mm-hmm. contributing at camp, if they're contributing in challenges, be there for a little while, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just aggravates me when they they vote them out strictly because of their age, you know. So I hope that doesn't happen with him. We'll see. You know, if if he's contributing, I hope that they I let think... him. Go ahead. You know, what I think is, as an older guy, some of those older guys are a little fat or they're, you know, more, you know, when you look at Bob Crowley, he's a, he's, a, he's tough as nails, but he's real skinny. Um, they're either real skinny or bigger dudes or they're just, you know. But Bob Crowley you know, won, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm not saying that. Bob got to the end. I think he's that would be a bad first impression, but a lot of these older guys – or like Ty, or they're like Bob, or they're like Mike Barassi that, you know, they run 100 feet and then they have a cardiac arrest. Joe DeCampo, or Del Campo, just looks like, you know, he's ready to rock and roll. And I think he's going to be an asset. I think some of the people might connect to him because he could be a a fatherly and a grandfatherly figure. And as long as he's not hurting the tribe, I think he could link up with some other strategists, and I think he could, could do well, so... Um, continuing on with the brain tribe is Neil uh, Gottlieb, maybe, from California, and he's an ice cream entrepreneur. And that's just interesting. And he, The background for old Neil is he started three, three Twins ice cream with his life savings of 70 grand in 2005. And, after, and that was after he came back from the Peace Corps. And he couldn't afford employees, so he did everything himself. And then he just did that, opened up another shop, then another one. And then he built a factory. And he started selling ice cream. And I have to, when I'm in California, i got to get some of Neil's ice cream or maybe eat some and then have him sign the container. But now he's got, he sells ice cream in over 50, all 50 states. He has around 100 that work for him. And his sales are just through the roof. And I found that. He just seems like a really interesting guy that's, for only being is, is 38, that he's done a lot of interesting things. And his words to describe himself were encourageable, witty, and kind. Uh, so this entire cast, I think, pulled out their dictionaries when they came up with who they were. And let's see, for who he wants to play like... Um, I'm going to make sure we cover that for everybody because that's interesting to see. He said he related to Eric Reichenbach as his brother in ice cream, which is my brother in arms, but my brother in uh, scoops of ice cream. He also said he can relate to Boston Rob because he, he not only won, but he seemed to have fun. And I think, you know, it's nice having people that have fun out there and try to win, not just people focus on strategy. And he also liked Tyson because he said he had witty commentary. And uh, and when I tabulated this, he shared a feeling that a lot of people said poverty is who they thought they'd play like or want to emulate um, for that. But he also said, because he didn't have a lie, he had no fear and no filter, he had a little bit of Russell Hans in him. So I found that just kind of interesting. Um, 
Next up on the Brains Tribe is Elizabeth Markham, and she's a quantitative strategist, and luckily they said what the hell that was because I, I am a smart person. I didn't know what that even was. But she writes I asked my programs. husband what that was, too. <laughs> yeah. It says I write, it basically means she writes computer programs that forecast stock prices and trade. And her personal claim to fame is, I guess she had a blackjack card counting team that basically went on just trying to make money. And with a small investment, they made over almost half a million dollars in a year. That was pretty cool. And maybe a connection between Elizabeth and Aubrey is her inspiration is also her badass grandma. I don't know what she had to say about chickens and their butts, but they they had a similar thing there. And she also said for who she wants to play most likely to pass Survivor was poverty because she's great at concealing her intelligence behind her flirty, charming side. And from watching the video, Elizabeth seems very much like somebody that'd be a big flirt, but she got a perfect SAT too, so she's a, you know a knockout, and she'll knock you out with her brain as well. So, and one more person left on the Brains Tribe is Debbie Weiner, who uh, Jeremiah mentioned is somebody he's watching out for. And from watching her bio, um, she's listed formally as a chemist, but she's one of those people that gets on the show like Dan Foley that she seems to have had a bunch of different jobs. And she just seems like an interesting lady. I think she's got a military background, too. So it'll be interesting to watch. She's from Pennsylvania. Uh, let me make sure I cover some interesting things about her. Pet peeves. I, I thought this pet peeve was fascinating because it was just so specific. She said her pet peeve is the idolization of garish, repugnant, and supercilious people like the Kardashians. I agree with that a thousand percent. Pets is fashion accessories, apathy. Don't just talk about doing it, doing it, and help make the world a better place. So I love those pet peeves because the whole reason there's even a Kardashian show baffles me. And here's more of the dictionary. Three words to describe uh, her are relentless, erudite, and spartan. Uh, Typical things people say all the time. And she relates most to Coach, our former former host host of this show, and everybody knows the kind of eccentric, crazy things that Coach brought to the game, and I think she's going to do the same thing. She's the one, if you haven't seen her bikini or her uh, swimsuit, it's got a giant uh, cat on it, right? I'm I'm not mixing up people, I don't think, so that's right. Anyone that wears that out to the islands trying to make trying to make a note and I think she's got a real diabolical side because she said what do you think why do you think you'll be the sole survivor and she said I like Hannibal Lecter I have good manners and I'm pleasant company however that doesn't mean I won't scramble your brains one million dollars means freedom which is priceless to me so watch out if you're in the game with her um (laughs) Debbie might eat you not eat you alive like metaphorically, but she may devour your body. So, you know, be careful. 
Um, so that's the Brains Tribe. Anyone you like or dislike out of those people? Um, so we haven't. Of course, I'm I'm gonna go for Joe DeCampo. Um, mhm. And I kind of I, I'm interested to see what Neil's gonna be like. Um, okay. But Debbie's got me curious too. Um, all of them seem a little interesting. Um, I can't wait to meet all these people. You know, just to see what they're like. Oh because yeah. Oftentimes their bio is so different than what they turn out to be when once yeah. we get to know them on the show. So it's it's always interesting to me to compare what I think they're going to be from their bio to what they turn mm-hmm. out to be on the show. <laughs> That's always fun too. So even if they're um, going to do what they say they're going to do, editing situations. I have the beauty tribe down next to my notes, and the first three ladies I want to talk about, or the three ladies from that tribe, are Michelle, Julia, and Anna. And for me, the really cool thing about that was, you know, 10 days ago, Michelle became the 429th cast member I met, Julia was the 430th, and Anna was the 431st. And wow, these are some. Personality is great. I love their personalities. They're also attractive people, so I, seeing them again in May will not be a problem for me at all. Uh, Michelle is from New Jersey, and she's a bartender. Her inspiration isn't her grandma like some of those other ladies, but a Terry Potter. So I found that interesting. Her pet peeves are overpriced alcohol, close talkers, little Seinfeld reference, and self-important people. And she says she's quirky, charismatic, and adventurous, and I would agree with that. And yet again, she's somebody that said she feels like she's most like poverty. Very, very popular answer. And she's also another huge fan. She's watched every season, so it's nice having a fan get there. Um, Julia is from Boston, Mass. She's a student, and she, when she played, she was, I think, second youngest. Um, her inspiration is her 17-year-old brother, Eric, who's had a heart defect. Um, he's a fighter, and he inspired her. Um, her pet peeve, so if you're around Julia and you encounter her, she doesn't like slow walkers and entitled people. So if you're entitled to walking slowly, um, don't do it around <laughs> her or you get in trouble. And she had several people she stay away from with. Her. Yeah. Gentlemen won't need to stay away from her. I think they're going to be by her, and I can see Jeremiah and her. I think they're going to want to hang out at Give Kids the World if she goes. So, But she said she wants to play like Natalie Tinarelli, who's a young female player, and also Jenna and Parvati because of their strategic side with their sex appeal and intelligence. And neat, neat notice, she said she also wanted to be like Andrea, and it was neat that Andrea had her at her event. So I, I like that connection. Um. Last beauty female is Anna, and she's from New Brooklyn, New York, so I was expecting to see her, and I did. And she's the newest cast member I met. She's a pro poker player, and she she's also a competitive handball player, which is kind of a sport played in Asia. It's not, you know, really well known in our country, but she's done that. Her inspiration is Princess Diana, 
and because of the love she had for other people. Um, her pet peeves are arrogance, ignorance, and when someone picks on someone less fortunate, so she's kind of anti-bully. Uh, three things she said she wanted to take to the island or the razor because I hate hair. A deck of cards because she's a professional player and a toothbrush. And yet again, another female cast member said they're like poverty. So this is going to be um, co-wrong the season of people that think they're poverty. So who actually will be poverty, we'll see. Um, the dudes on the beauty tribe, some interesting guys there. Uh, Jeremiah mentioned him already, Ty Trang, who's uh, 51 from San Francisco, and he's a gardener. Um, from watching the videos and from some insider information I know from somebody that was at the finals, he's just very energetic, very down-to-earth, should be a fun, interesting crazy character to my knowledge I believe is the first uh, homosexual Asian American on the show which is a demographic that's not been represented before um, so that's he looks interesting and he said the contestant he's most like is Spencer because of his positive spirit but he also said it was on last week Bob Crowley because we're both older, nice, likable players with non-threatening demeanors who work hard. So if he plays anything like Bob Crowley, we should be in to see some interesting things, because I think Ty, as long as he's not a challenge liability, I think he's going to have some good depth in the game. He just seems like a really, you know, down-to-earth guy that I'd like to I'd like to meet, and, you know, if I was in the game, I'd want to work with. Right. And the last, or second to last, before we get to beast mode, is Nick. He's from uh, Redondo Beach, California. He's a personal trainer. And one of the most, when I was going through highlighting this, I couldn't believe somebody actually said this, so I'm going to quote everything he said for his personal claim to fame. I'll always be a better listener than you, meaning I listen to people better than you do. I'm more interested in people than you are, and I accept people more than you do. And yes, sometimes I pretend to do things, but I, but at least I pretend. Whereas you just check out and are narcissistic. And I'm like, who the hell writes like that? I mean, that's very, that's very narcissistic. So I, he, no he seems, yeah, he seems very interesting on his video. And Jeff said. This guy's got a killer instinct, so I think as long as he's not an early target, I don't think Nick's worried about getting his hands dirty and getting some blood on his hands. So, and he, another thing he put, inspiration in life, he says, I didn't have a hero last time I applied, and I still don't, so that's something interesting. He's, you know, been on there before. And he said, no human is a hero. So, I, I liked that. Um... He doesn't really have any pet peeves, but he doesn't like angry, loud, and rude people. Uh, hopefully he's not angry, loud, or rude, because it sounds like he could easily be that way. And he says three words to describe him are he's obsessive, compulsive, re receptive, and contrarian. So, um, And for contestant, he thinks he's most like. Amazingly, he didn't say poverty. But he did say Courtney Yates and Jonathan Pinner for personality-wise. But he said he's going to be more socially intelligent than they are. So 
uh, interesting people to connect with and also kind of taking a jab at two pretty popular characters. Um, and I watched Big Brother, but I think you're more of a Big Brother fan. Our last member of the Beauty Tribe is Caleb, a.k.a. Beast Mode Cowboy from Big Brother 16, and he's on the Beauty Tribe, and I thought I thought he'd be on the Bronze Tribe, just from what I remember from seeing him in Big Brother. I No offense to Caleb by any means, I didn't think he'd be on the Brain Tribe. Um he could be on the Obsessed with Amber tribe, but I don't think that was an option for this season. Uh, Army veteran, his inspiration is he can do all things through Christ, which strengthens him, so that's cool. He likes to work out, and that's evident from seeing him on Big Brother. He likes to hunt and ride horses. Um, I don't remember words like this from his time in Big Brother, but he said three words to describe him were gregarious, spontaneous, and hilarious. Um, three words that are Linda no U.S. And the survivor he wants to play most like or be most like is Hayden, who is also somebody from Big Brother. So uh, we didn't really cover beast mode with uh, Jeremiah here. Do you have any thoughts on how you think his game will translate to survivor? Does anyone look like Amber that needs to watch out? What do you What do you think about this? <laughs> well, at, first of all, I'm wondering how the last two you mentioned are going to get along. Because they both mm-hmm. seem to have very big egos, um, yeah. And how you fit both of those egos in one tribe is going to be very interesting. For um, sure. And one of the people in our chat room, Susan, just posted something about Nick. Um, okay. Said, uh, the three things on the island that they asked him if he could have three things on the island, what would they be and why? And he I saw that. I heard her say what she said, yeah. Alcohol. There's nothing like a truth serum to give the other contestants a picture of the other contestants' loved ones to negotiate with. <laughs> I love and a that. vacuum. A vacuum so other people think I'm dumber than they initially thought. Another great answer, and that's why they talked to you about. Jeremiah mentioned to make sure your video sells your character. You're, what you put in your essay... It's not just how you look. They want to round out and make sure you're not dumber than a box of rocks. And this is some of these people are really, I mean, I've read these all before on other seasons, but for some reason, you know, this cast really seems like they really dug into these and made them interesting. And I really, I really appreciate that. But so we'll see. I, I, I feel that, I don't think I don't know how long Beast Mode is going to be out there because he's a he's a big target like uh, Scott Pollard, but we'll see what happens. You never know. And last people I want to cover are the Braun Tribe. Uh, in the last time they did this series, the Braun Tribe did the best, so I guess we could save the best for last. Uh, first up is Sydney Gillen from Georgia, and she's a professional bodybuilder, um, and she's also, you can, when you see her, she's extremely physical fit. Her hobbies are sprinting, lifting weights, and training, but also sleeping. Her pet peeves are obnoxious criers, bigots, overly weak people, and basically anything related to closed-mindedness. Um... Think she would take to the island? She said branch chain amino acids and supplements. So 
I guess her luxury item would be creatine or some of those other things. Um, she wants a picture of her family, so I guess Nick can take it and negotiate with her. And she said she wants tweezers so, because her eyebrows get crazy. And uh, speaking of Jeremiah being here earlier this evening, her contestant she's most like, she says it's Tony, but because he's loyal and, he, and to those that really matter, and he was unwavering. So I said maybe she'll start a new spy shack, but her muscles might bulge out of it, so we might not be able to see it. Uh, uh, Jeremiah mentioned an ex- one of the people he was a little unsure about is uh, Darnell Hamilton, a postal worker from Chicago. Um, he said his inspiration growing up, he never had a hero, just people of what not to do. Um his hobbies, one of them is gaining knowledge, and that's kind of tricky to do so, but he also likes to fish and work out, so maybe that's where he gains his knowledge is working out and fishing. Um, let's see. He takes sunglasses and iPod and cigarettes to the island, so I think he could have some transitional issues if that's what he wants to do. He said he wants to play like Boston Rob, Sean Rector, or Tony, which makes me know he's a bit of a fan because... People know Tony and Boston Rob, but Sean Rector's a bit of a name to pull out at the end. And something interesting about him is he knows CPR and first aid because he was a lifeguard. So, uh, unfortunately, a stereotype for some African Americans is a little trouble in water, but it looks like that's not going to be an issue for Darnell. So, that's cool. We talked about Kyle Jason. He's a bounty hunter from Detroit, um, also a previous military background. Um, his hobbies are kicking indoors, getting tattoos, and riding his motorcycle. So any ladies at Valentine's Day looking for a bad boy to root for, it sounds like Kyle Jason's your man. Uh, if you were to describe him, we're loud, blunt, and hilarious. We'll see if that's true. Um, and then this is the biggest quote. I think I had, and it was, he also made this online, and some people were commenting on this on previously on Survivor. Contestants you are most like, he said, Russell Hance, because he's the only person that's ever truly played the game the way you should. And then I made a sarcastic remark of the only difference is that, oh, I, I highlighted, I should highlight this a different color. He said the only difference is that I would, wouldn't wait so long to make things disappear. And from what I remember, Russell did that on night one. So I don't know when Jason's going to burn people's socks and dump out their canteens when they're still in casting, if when they're doing press, if they're out there doing, you know, survival training. So I found that interesting, but I don't know when the hell, how soon he can be a jerk to people. Does that mean he's going to walk up and throw your bag in the fire like when you're making the shelter, like I wasn't sure about him. Um, so we'll, we'll see how he pans out. Uh, Jennifer Lanzetti, she's from Salt Lake city. She's a professional contractor. Uh, her pet peeves are slow drivers, people who chew with their mouth open, people who incense with prepositions. And when girls say like, and she also dislikes assholes. So I found that interesting for CBS to put on their website. But she's a blunt, <laughs> not fragile, badass chick. She wants to play like Kim Spradlin, so she she says she's gonna have a strategy and she's gonna make about a bunch of friends. 
And she's one of the first to friend me on Facebook, so I'll be rooting for Jennifer. That's cool. Um, Scott Pollard is second to last in my description. He's from Carmel, Indiana, and he's a retired NBA champion and NBA player and part-time announcer. He played for the Pistons, the Kings, the Pacers, the Cavs, and the Celtics. And his biggest achievement was winning an NBA championship and playing for 11 years. Um, Let's see if he wants to play like, I think. He wants to play like the other professional athletes uh, because that's what he does. So hopefully he plays better than all the professional athletes because none of them have done extremely well. And amazingly, he said his main reason for being on the show is money. And I think the show pays a lot less than the NBA, so I just found that interesting. And I know we're getting close on time, but the last contestant is Alicia Holden. She's from Dallas, Texas, and she's a real estate agent. Uh, She's a real pretty girl. She said her ways to describe her are fearless, ambitious, and she's an adrenaline junkie. And... Survivor contesting your most like friend of the show, Chaos Cass, is what she said. And her one of her luxury items would be pizza, because I love pizza. Um, not the most practical thing. It wouldn't last too long, but at the end of the day, having a pizza out on any tropical island would definitely be nice. So that is the 18 people we're about to see play this game. So it's going to be, I think, a great season. The the characters, the good thing about it is these 18 people, none of them seem too similar to each other. So learning their names and learning about them was relatively easy, I thought, for me, versus some of the recent seasons, especially like Caramoan where there were like four young blondes. I'm like, who's who's who? I, I can't keep these people apart. And I think we've got an hour and a half premiere, right? Um, I think that's what the promo said. So there'll be a lot to lot to cover next week. I'll, I'm going to triple check that Trish is in and keep reaching out to Kagayan people and cast from other seasons and see who wants to get on mic on the mic. So. Sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great season and... I'm ready for it to start. Um, Very intense. You can you can tell it's going to be even the simple promos without the spoilers. There's some people are going to be playing hard, and I think there's going to be some very intense medical things that we haven't seen in a while. So. Right, right. I know there's some spoilers out there already, but I know there's mm-hmm. a lot that people don't know. So, yeah going to be an interesting season and a lot happening on this this season so a lot for us to cover a lot for us to talk about and some real excitement on this season so well I think we're about to wrap it up tonight I certainly want to thank you Mike and Jeremiah for tonight's show um, oh yeah! Great having Jeremiah come on and talk to you and cover um, what it was like on his season, the first brain versus blonde versus beauty. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's great hearing from him, and can't wait for this new season to start. So, yep. it's finally here, and we're ready for it. For so sure. And if any listeners have... Yep. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, if any listeners have specific survivors, I know Chad's asked before, and other people, if there's specific casts that you want me to reach out to, please uh, message me or get a hold of me, and I will, I'll ask them all directly. Um, there's a couple people from the season that politely decline. They've done the show before, and they're just kind of kind of done with Survivor for a while. But if anyone specifically they want to target, just just let just let Sherry know or let me know, and we'll I'll I'll ask any Survivor if they want to come, and if they want to, great. And if they don't, um, hope they have a lovely day. <laughs> We've at least tried. Yep. So yeah, we'll do our very best. So, we're going to wrap it up for tonight, um, and can't wait for next week when we have uh, a show to talk about. Um, I know it's going to be a great season with some real exciting things going on, so. And Mike and the Mike always has great guests, so. going to be another exciting season. Uh, I want to remind everybody to come back on Monday for the Monday show at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central with Michelle Costa from Big Brother Season 10. And don't forget, Friday night, uh, DVR to watch at the... uh, I don't know the season number, but does the Amazing Race start as well Friday? Yes. The show. And so we are going to have Louie back um, to do the Amazing Race Second Pit Step show. We're working out. We may change the date or the day of the show. Um, we're working that out now, so I'm not going to make an announcement on that tonight. Um, we may change it from Sunday to another day. So I'm not going to make an announcement tonight on what day the show is of uh, Amazing Race Second Pit Stop will be just yet. But we will have Louis Dorado back as our host. So I'm excited about that. Um, he is just such a, a you know a great host. He's been on the show. He was on season 16, and he really covers that race so well. He knows. So much mm-hmm. about the Amazing Race, and knows how to cover that that show so well. So, very excited to have him back as our host for that show. So we'll sure. let you know on Monday um, what day we've we decided on for the Amazing Race, and get everybody up to speed on that as well. But we're going to wrap it up for tonight. We're going to close with Ron as we always do. Everybody have a great weekend. Take care. And be back with us on Monday for Manic Monday with Michelle. Have a happy Valentine's Day, too. (laughs) Yes, happy Valentine's Day. So thank you, Mike. Have a great weekend. You, too. All right. Take care, babe. Here's Ryan to take us out. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. (laughs) 
God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. It was a great one. We've got many more to come, so make sure you're back here with us at the Rad Reality Show Network, where we connect you to the reality stars you love. Mike, say good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. God bless. Have a great weekend. That's a wrap. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.